the man that says what the people need to hear. Somebody need to hear this. That's right. He's going to be bringing you the word each and every week. You better not only be ready, but stay ready. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. The time is up. It's the moment you've been waiting for. He's here. It's the Raw and Uncut Podcast with Pastor Radden. Service starts now. Amen, amen, amen. Let me go ahead and cut down some of this stuff. Amen, amen, amen. Bless your holy name. Amen. Getting ready to start another Bible study. God bless, God bless you, God bless you. Got a couple minutes before we get ready to tune in because you know I like to get started on time. Hallelujah, God. Bless your name. I just never start right at the time. I try and get on a couple of minutes early so the word can get out there so people can that's on there. And there is the Queen Double O, the Queen of Orangeburg, Sister Patterson. Thank you, my sister, for tuning in. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you. Amen, amen. Waiting on the others to come in, boy. Just, you imagine if everybody was like Sister Patterson, amen, just just waiting, just just knowing when it's time for Bible study to come. Everybody's just right there with the phone. And as soon as they, the person click in, bam, they right there to get on. I understand people have things going on and whatnot. I don't always particularly tune in for the most time. I'm there when my pastor or Minister Robinson is uh, uh, teaching or in uh, faith deliverance in Newberry. I'm normally try to be there, but sometimes people be out driving. Sometimes people be doing other things and whatnot and uh, just whatever the case may be. But I thank God for Sister Patterson. Normally she's the first one to tune in. Amen. Amen. Or if everybody was like that, boy, what a world it would be. Amen. Like the word says, let us say it, uh, let us go into the house of the Lord. I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And there is my beautiful queen tuning in. My wife, amen, love you. Honey, brown sugar, my wife tuning in, amen. The bishop, Bishop Kills coming in from Washington, D.C. God bless you, Bishop, amen. My pastor, amen, hallelujah, God. I got to get y'all to connect in my pastor and, uh, and Bishop Kills and my cousin. I met her through my cousin through uh, Facebook, amen. Pastor Robinson, this is a mighty woman of God, Bishop Kills. She puts a lot of things on uh, Facebook, a lot of sayings and everything. Amen. She's an awesome woman of God. Amen. It'd be good if maybe if y'all can hook up and collaborate and be Facebook friends some type of way. Amen. Bishop Kills. This is my pastor, Tonetta Robinson. Awesome, awesome woman of God. I am under her. She is my leader, my pastor, and I am not ashamed of it. I love her, love her, love her. I thank God for my pastor. I was seeing something today or yesterday about that same foolishness about women pastoring another guy. Here we go again with y'all with this mess. Ah, but let us go into the word. Amen. We're going to go into a, uh, a word of prayer. Amen. And then we're going to go ahead and get started. Amen. Thank God for my classmate, Eric Williams, coming in. I tell you, his only fault that he's a Steeler fan. Other than that, he's a good dude. Amen. Let us go into a word of prayer. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, bless your holy name, God. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for this Bible study on tonight. Lord, we come here tonight to give you glory and honor, Heavenly Father, because you're worthy to be praised in the mighty name of Jesus, God. Lord, you're an awesome God, a loving God, a forgiving God, a kind God. Hallelujah, God. Bless your holy name, God. A mighty, holy, 
today, God. And I thank you, Heavenly Father, for being who you are and all that you do in the mighty name of Jesus, God. I pray, Heavenly Father, Lord, that we continue to put you first in all things in Jesus' holy name, God. Bless this Bible study on tonight. Use me, Heavenly Father. Let the people that is coming on tonight and any other time when they tune in will see you in me and not just me, Father God, because it's all about you. I pray that I will decrease and the spirit of the holy living God would increase in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' holy name, we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you. Amen. There goes my favorite Miami Dolphin fan, Brother Dwayne Patterson. Amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in, brother. God bless you. Amen. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God. Bless your name. Amen. We got a word on tonight. Amen. And it's something that bothers my heart. I, I talks about it from time to time. Amen. That like when when people in the gospel, when we when we mess up, amen, and people have a tendency um, to point the finger at the men and women of God when they make a mistake or when they fall by grace or when they fall from grace, they'll say, that's not the reason why. That's the reason right there why I don't go to church. Amen. Because they think we're a bunch of hypocrites. They think we're liars. They think all kinds of things. And it's sad the day and age that we live in, but it seems like the body of Christ, to me anyway, sometimes it all depends, I guess, on what you see and where you at. But it does seem like overall, like we're losing a grip on the world and trying to get people to come to church because they look at all the negativity that's going on. But somebody has to stand on the word of God. Somebody has to set that example in the mighty name of Jesus that people can see there are people out here that are living right, that are living for Jesus, that are living for the word of God. Amen. That are being used by the holy God in Jesus' holy name. God, thank you, Jesus. Amen. So everybody's not corrupt. Everybody's not doing mischievous things. Amen. But there are people that would like to believe that. Amen. And, you know, and my God, because we're going to talk about a very familiar scripture. Amen. But I was just looking and, and coming out of the third chapter of John. But I was looking at some a minute ago and it says seven reasons why people don't go to church. My goodness. Seven reasons why. And one of them was just the thing that I just said about hypocrisy. Hey, classmate, there's me, uh, Sister Leah Chapman, Millhouse coming in. God bless you. We have the same birthday, April 9th. So we have a, that's the best day of the whole year, April 9th. Amen. And my classmate, <laughs> amen. Her and a few others, we have the same birthday. Amen. And it says seven reasons why people don't go to church. Amen. And believe it or not, it says they deem the church irrelevant. That's one. And that's, that's sad all in itself that people think that that church doesn't mean anything anymore. And you wonder why a lot of the church pews and church chairs are empty on Sunday mornings and different things where some people grew up in church and they, they went because their parents uh, took them to church. And once they got grown, they kind of got away from it. You know, why is that? Is it something that you've seen? Is it something that you heard? Is it is it is it the way people act? Or what is it that makes you not want to go to church? What makes it seem like the church is irrelevant? These are millennials, by the way, that this survey that don't have to be the reason why everybody don't go. But number two, it says they cite hypocrisy and moral failures of church leaders. And that's my pet peeve right there, that people are not seeing enough holiness coming from the men and women of God that are supposed to be in leadership position and just Christians in general. Amen. You know, uh, one of them, believe it or not, it says that they do not learn about God or Jesus when they come there. They don't learn about it. They feel that God is missing in the church. That's another reason. Like, wow. And whatnot. Um, all of that type of stuff. Now, ah, the church is irrelevant. Hypocrisy and moral failures by leaders. 
um, that God is missing in the church. They don't feel the presence of God in the church. Why is that? Some people now we can't make you feel the presence. Um, they don't say they don't learn about God or Jesus when they come in there. What are being taught in the church is why nobody's not learning. I feel that seem like every sermon, it should be something about Jesus and God, something going on right there. You know, the very first word, yeah, I could teach you something just right now, right offhand. The very first word of the first sentence in the book of Genesis one, it says God created in the beginning. God created heaven and earth where you learn who made it. It wasn't a big bang theory that a lot of colleges and high schools may be teaching that worlds collided or whatever. And then the dust, the earth formed that way. It says God created the heavens and earth. Hallelujah, God. And it was without form and void. That tells you right there. You learning something right there that God created this world. If you had any doubt, that's who made it. God himself. And it tells you also in the book of uh, in Hebrews and 11th chapter, and I believe the third verse, it says that that by faith, we believe that the worlds were framed of the universe by the word of God. He just said it and it came. So like they said, he said it and bang, not the big bang theory, bang, it happened because God said it. That's what happened. So you can learn a lot about that right there. You can also learn here in, in, in the third chapter of John that, that who doesn't believe in Jesus is condemned and who does believe in him have everlasting life. Let's look at it. I mean, you have to go with, um, it says in verse 13, in the chapter three of John, it says, no one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven, that is the son of man, which is Jesus, who is in heaven. And Moses, as as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. Now, see, you would have to go to the book of, of Exodus to see that story right there about how Moses, how he had a serpent and how he lifted it up. You got to go to the book of Exodus. That's an awesome, awesome story right there. But it said that Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. Even so must the son of man be lifted up. We must lift up the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. God bless your name. We must lift up the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And it says that that whosoever believes in him, this is verse 15, shall not perish, but have eternal life. You're going to see a pattern here. And in verse 16, that everybody knows about John 3, 16, for God so loved the world. He loved the world so much. See, he, he loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So you just read in the verse before that said that if you believe in him, you will not perish, but have eternal life. Verse 16 just repeated it and just added a few things that it was Jesus that came into the world. That's why I said that he loved the world, that you will not perish, but have everlasting life. Hallelujah, God. And you got that says a lot. You talking about for a world that did not love Jesus and you talking about a world today in 2023 that has absolutely no love for Christ. Hallelujah. And he still yet died. Hallelujah. On a cross for people that do not love him. You got people out here that's uh, it's all kinds of stuff out here, but fornication and adultery and homosexuality and child molestation and, and men that assault women, rapists and all kinds of different, all people that steal and murder and kill. You see, just here in Columbia, South Carolina, not here in Columbia, South Carolina, but it's been on national news in New Mexico, about three people that just died here, uh, I think the other day, Monday or something like that. A 97-year-old woman got shot and died and her daughter, which is like 71 years old. I mean, really? Senior citizens is dying at the hands of bullets, 97 years old. You will live that long on earth just to be taken out by a bullet. My God, 71 years on this earth just to be taken out by a bullet. My God, I, I just, 
man, the three people that passed when they, and another lady married 58 years, what senior citizens, 58 years of marriage. Now this man has to live the rest of his life. Now, I guess he, at 58 years, that's a long time. So he must be, they must be in their seventies, at least, at least that. Uh, so 58 years of marriage and now she's gone. Imagine what he's going through with that. My God. And people just do not care. They kill and without think they don't care. That's that's right, classmate. It is just so sad that they kill without I mean, my goodness. And God and Jesus died for that. People don't want to believe it, but that same person, well, I think he might be dying, but that anybody who kills anybody, you can still make it in. Yes, you can. You might be in jail the rest of your life. You might even be condemned to death by 12 people and say they're going to put you to, uh, they sentence you to death and whatnot. But if you give your life to Christ and sincerely repent, you can make it in. That's a hard pill to swallow for people. God is just that forgiving. Jesus is just that forgiving. Even if you murder someone, if you honestly in your heart forgive, ask God for forgiveness. Now, sadly, the people might not forgive you who did it. And then they're going to have to deal with that because the Bible says, how can I forgive you if you can't forgive it? That forgiveness thing, that's something, ooh, that's a hard pill to swallow for some people. But in order for you to make it in, you have to have forgiveness. I say, I always say the example about Dylan Roof when he killed the nine people here in South Carolina, down there in Charleston back in 2015. I told a man on my job one day, that man said, I know he busting hell straps. If that man, young man repents, Sincerely, he can make it in. That's a hard pill to swallow. People don't want to hear that. But it's true. If he honestly repents and say, forgive me for what I've done, even though he didn't got the death penalty already. Yeah, you know, he go die in prison. But when he take his final breath, he can make it in. But if he don't repent and all of that, well, they know he, he won't make it in. It's, it's, a, it's a sad thing. It says, whosoever believes on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God died for a world for people that don't even like him. That's why I say I'm so glad that God is not like man. My God, because if it was left up to me, if it was left up to you all that's listening to this right now, whoever would make you mad, you know, good and well, you would take them out. If you had the power to do so, if all you had to do is snap your finger because they stole from you, they lied on you, they cheated you, they did something to a family member, some hurt, harm or danger. If you had the power, how many people would be on this earth today if it was up to people? This world, this world will be just about empty. There wouldn't be a few people left if you had that type of power. That's why, and imagine when we don't do what we're supposed to do, but yet we're still here and God wakes us up every morning, still yet, for his compassions fail not. Does not say that. Doesn't it say that in the book of uh, Lamentations? There is new mercies every morning. Hallelujah, God. Thank God for new mercies. Amen. I'm not living off the mercies that I did or what happened yesterday. This was new mercies today when I got up. At the stroke of midnight, a new day, it was new mercies. Hallelujah. Thank God for that. Hallelujah. Bless your holy name. And it said his his compassions, they will fail not. And I thank God. Hallelujah, God. Because I am not perfect. Hallelujah. I know that I still have work to do. I know that I still need work. Hallelujah. I can admit that. Who can admit that? Hallelujah. That they're not perfect. There's only one perfect one, and that's Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Thank God that God is not petty. Amen. That he will punish me for every little mistake that I make. I know that I ain't perfect because I done told you before. If you pray and you say in the name of the Coder Dewan Radden Senior, ain't nothing going to happen. I'm going to tell you that now. Because you ain't prayed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, God. If you pray in my name, ain't nothing going to happen. That's just bouncing off the ceiling, even if it go that far. Hallelujah, God, because I'm not worthy. Bless your holy name, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. 
I repent. I ask God for forgiveness every day or as often as I can think about it. Amen. Amen. Because like I tell people, people are like talking about the hypocrisy and all of that. Because I remember when we for us, we remember when Bishop Eddie Long got in that trouble with the boys and stuff years and years ago. I remember somebody pointed that. Say, see, that's why I right there. Why I don't go to church because of that right there. I said, oh, boy. At that point, I, I told people that following Sunday, I say, you do not be the reason why somebody don't want to go to church. Now, if an individual walk, if that person don't go, then they'll be judged on that by God. I don't see how they can make it in because they didn't know. It's not about you living a good lifestyle because the Bible says good people just don't go to heaven. That's the case. A whole lot of people go to good, go, uh, go to heaven. Like I said, you got atheists, people who don't believe there's a God are good people. They just don't believe there's gonna in God. So good people are just not going to heaven. I know that's see, that's something hard for people to swallow. No, you're not murdering nobody. No, you're not committing homosexual acts. No, you're not fornicating. No, you're not committing adultery. No, you're not doing all kinds of other things. You don't cuss nobody else. You don't steal. You don't destroy. You don't lie. But guess what? If you did not accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you will not make it in. It don't matter how good you are. Go downtown and feed all the homeless people you want to. That's not going to get you into heaven. Hallelujah, God. Father, it just says it right here. The only way to have eternal life is to believe on Jesus Christ. Accept him as your personal savior. Hallelujah, God. Verse 17, for God did not come into this world to condemn it, but that, that through the world, through him might be saved. I say that through him, the world might be saved. He's given you a chance. At one time, it, it wasn't like that. Remember in the Old Testament, how the priest had to pray for everybody. And if the priest wasn't right, come on now. My God. That's why the Catholic Church, my God. Mm, you got to go into the booth and confess your sins to a man sitting in there. <laughs> oh, man. The word of God tells us to come boldly to the throne of grace. You got to go to Jesus for forgiveness. Can't no man forgive me of my sins. My God. God, you know, that's a billion, it's over a billion Catholics. There's only six billion, six or seven billion people on earth, if that many. And it's all, it's over a billion Catholics. That's a lot of people. Not to go to Jesus for their problems, but to go to a man and tell him to have 10 Hail Marys or whatever it is that he say, that type of stuff. I'm, oh my God. Jesus is the answer. Hallelujah, God. Ain't that, that the old school song that Jesus is the answer for the world today? Hallelujah, God. Bless your name, God. Through the world that he might be saved. My God, don't be the reason why people fail. That's why you got to set that example. Even if you're around a bunch of non-going church people, if you're around a bunch of non-believers that don't go to church, they got to see you living holy. You can't get down to their level. You can't be doing what they're doing. You can't be reading what they're reading. You can't be going where they're going. You got to be separate. That's why the word of God says we're separate. We're peculiar people, peculiar people. We are set aside, fit for the master's use, sanctified. You set aside. And that's what we do. And not to be ashamed of the gospel. Never be ashamed of serving Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Never be ashamed. Look at this shirt right here. It says, but God. I know it might come across different on the this, on this scene, but it says, but God with an explanation point right there. You know, I wore this to the state fair some years ago. That was long before it got all faded out. I had it for a while. Amen. But God, I wore that at the state fair in front of thousands of people. I don't care. And people was coming up to me saying, man, I like that shirt. You're right. But God, all of that type of stuff. I don't mind wearing it. Amen. And, you know, I don't have to wear things to let people know that I'm a Christian. I live by my actions and whatnot, but I just felt like putting it on and whatnot. It's, don't be ashamed of the gospel. Hallelujah. If you got them T-shirts and hats and all that, wear it. 
Hey, man, you wear everything else with a logo or a name or a restaurant or a baseball or football or basketball team. Wear something with the name of Jesus on it and represent your church. If you got a shirt with your church name on it, wear it out in public and whatnot. When you go to the malls or wherever the case may be, never be ashamed of the gospel. I say pray when you're around a group of people. If you got to uh, uh, bless your food before you eat, if you're at work with your coworkers, you bow your head and whatnot. They want to keep talking with them and let them talk. You bow your head and whatnot and you go ahead and bless your food and whatnot and you raise your head up. And then you can get back in the conversation or whatever the case may be. Never be ashamed of the gospel. Hey, that's my old work buddy, Kenny da- uh, Kenneth Davis, Big Mo, a good cook right there. He can cook a lot of good food. Oh, Kenny Davis. We miss him down there at the city. But you, you can't be ashamed of the gospel. Hallelujah, God. You can't be. Amen. You got to you got to represent Jesus. You got to wear him on your sleeve. Amen. Um, we about to have a big luncheon here uh, Friday and whatnot. And once again, one of the secretaries called me and asked me to bless the food. I'll be saying a prayer. I normally do it every year, but it's not just about I give God the glory for that. You know why? Because they just don't choose anybody. It's a reason why they choose me because of what they see. If I was doing everything else, cussing and fussing and chasing women and all kind of mess and telling dirty jokes and all that mess. You think they asked me to bless the food? You want somebody to bless the food that's out here, dirty joke telling, chasing women and men inappropriately and they're married. Hallelujah, God. Got a lustful eye, got sticky fingers, whatever the case may be. Four letter words always coming out your mouth. You know, them F bombs and S bombs and all of that. Man, it's a bunch of bull. I mean, uh, come on now. But yet I'm supposed to be a man of God and I'm out here letting that stuff come out of my mouth. No. And whatnot. They see something. It's that example. It's the Holy Spirit. And I give God the glory because there's nothing that I do on my own. And I got the call yesterday to bless the food for everybody again. And I said, I will be honored. I don't take that lightly. I'm not sitting right here. Well, I'm waiting on my phone to ring. Ain't nobody called me yet to bless the food. I bless it every year. Why they, they want to have somebody else to do it. That's fine. I'm not the only supposed to be man of God at the job. There's other men of God there. And I don't mind if they choose somebody else. That's how I started doing it. When I got, they had other men doing all that. And one man, he, they, they, the, the supervisor went to him and he said, I want you to bless the food. I done told this story before. And he said, no, no, we're going to have another young man to do it. And young, I'm 50 now, by the way, turned 50 last month. I was in my late thirties back then, uh, uh, early thirties back then. And they said, we got another young man that's going to do it this year. He said, huh? Yeah. At Dakota Rad. He, he, he's ready. He can do it. He said, you sure? Yes, sir. He can do it. And man, I've been blessing the food and stuff ever since. And I've tried to pass the torch. I've tried to pass it to the other cats. And some cats just didn't want it. And whatnot. not no, uh-uh, man. I'm like, come on, man. Ain't no, but, you know, until somebody else comes, I, kill, I will let them. I don't have no problem doing that. Because it's not about me. It's God get the glory. I'm just giving a testimony. Somebody should see something in you that you have the love of Jesus in your heart and you display it every day. You don't have to beat people across the head with the Bible and, and tell them all about their faults and all of that type of stuff. You can drop nuggets here and there and whatnot and tell people about the goodness of Jesus. Hallelujah, God. And that's what it is. I got my co-workers on here right now. Michael Johnson, he's on here. I work with him every day when he's at work, every day. And he'd been to my church a few times every day and whatnot. It don't bother me. You can go to him. You can pull him aside and say, is he really living like he's supposed to live? And I then you know what? I'll let him tell it. I'll let him tell it. If I was a fake or a phony, I don't think he'll be on here listening to me. This man is around me every day. If I didn't live according like I'm supposed to be living with the help of the Holy Ghost, he wouldn't be on here. Would you? 
Would you be listening to somebody that's, that claims to be a Christian, but they're doing the total opposite? What's up, Big Willie? Big Willie Lewis, man, we go way back. Elementary school, me and Willie. Hallelujah, God. Thank you for tuning in. Huh? Would you be following somebody that claims to be a Christian? That's why they say people don't go to church because of hypocrisy. That right there. Saying one thing, but doing something else. That type of mess. And you wonder why churches are not full. Hallelujah, God. Bless your name. We, <laughs> you can't make nobody come to church. You can't put a gun to their head and say, oh, you go come and worship Jesus today. You can't do that. They got to come in on their own. They got to come in on their own. They have to. You can't force them to. But one way to get them in for sure is at least live the life before Jesus. Live that life before God. Set that set that example. Hallelujah, God. Just don't beat them in the head. Don't be making people feel bad. Because remember, you know, you was a baby in Christ one time and you didn't always go to church. Lord knows I didn't. I've given my testimonies about stuff when it talks about that stuff. My God, about that stuff. Because... Like I said, if God did it for me, he can do it for you. And that's for anybody that's listening. I wasn't born this way. I wasn't always preaching or teaching the gospel. In May, 20 years ago, in May of 2003, uh, I got saved in 2003, but that wasn't until November when I gave my life to Christ that year. That was 20 years ago almost. But May of 2003, 20 years ago, this day, oh, no, I'm drinking alcohol. I got a lustful eye. All of that, whatever the case may be. Hallelujah, God. You know, especially before I met my wife in the 90s. Oh, my God. I was something terrible. You know, I know about, you know, about people going to clubs and stuff because that was my thing. If God, and I don't miss it one bit. If God pulled me out to clubs, he can pull you out. I know everybody don't go to clubs all the time. Amen. But that was just my thing and whatnot because it was women there. It was music. It was alcohol. And that's where I wanted to be every weekend if I could, if I wasn't training in the army out in the field somewhere. That's where I went. But God delivered me from that. Hallelujah, God. And I thank God from that. Why people get killed from the club? People get shootings at the club. People mess with people's husbands and wives and whatnot and get killed when, when the husband or wife find out. That's a dangerous thing. Mess with somebody that's married. Hallelujah, God. Bless your name, Jesus. If you're doing that, please stop. That That's dangerous. And Lord knows if you married, my goodness, don't be out here. Uh, no, nah, don't be out here messing with nobody else. You got somebody at the house. My God. Thank you, Jesus. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Hallelujah. We got to set that example for people. Amen. Don't be the reason why people do not go to church. Let them see the holiness. Let them see you living holy. My God. I don't want anybody to point the finger at me and say, that's why I don't go to church because of that rascal right there. He's a fake. He's a phony. He's a hypocrite. Those are some harsh words. And I pray that nobody ever says that about me. Amen. Not to my face anyway. I mean, they want to say it behind my back, whatever. But as long as I'm not giving them a reason to. I mean, what reason? What did I do that's making you not go? But see, you have to go to heaven for yourself. You got to go. It's an individual walk. You can call, you can, you can, you can uh, say that foolishness if you want to. I don't go because of morals, because preachers are not doing what they're supposed to do, or that woman is ahead of the church and I don't believe in women preaching and all of that. Okay. And that woman is up here telling you how to be saved and what to do and forgiveness and all of that type of stuff. And you're not listening. I'm like, she's for to have authority over me, all that type of garbage and whatnot. It's the word of God. If it's the word of God, I want to hear it. And as long as you live in holy and it's the word of God, I want to hear it. Hallelujah, God. Bless your name. We can't be afraid to call out 
people on our jobs that we work with on a daily basis that they're not living holy and they claim to be Christians. We got to call them out. What I mean by that is pull them to the side. Don't embarrass them or say nothing in front of anybody because that might not go too well. Pull them to the side and say, brother, sister, come on now. We can't be doing that. We got people watching us because we know we are under a microscope. People are watching us through a magnifying glass, just watching to see what kind of mistakes we're going to make. Amen. But I know one thing. The word of God tells us we stumble and fall. There, a righteous. He gets back up. You fall seven times. A righteous man gets back up seven times. That's in the book of Proverbs. We don't stay down. Hallelujah. God, we keep going. We keep going. We keep pushing. Amen. Hallelujah. God. And ask God for forgiveness and keep on moving. Hallelujah. People may not forgive you. They might condemn you. But my God will forgive you. Hallelujah, God. Bless your holy name. It ain't about what people say. It's about what God say because God has the last say. So no matter what it looks like, no matter how it feels, hallelujah, you got to keep pushing and got to keep moving forward. Hallelujah. No matter what people say, no matter what man say. With man, it says with God, all things are possible. With man, things is impossible. With God, all things are possible. And we got to live holy, saints of God. We got to set that example. We have to. We got to live holy out here. My God, people are watching us. One of the best ways, like I talk, I tell them in church all the time, the church, that's the locker room. I, when you Once you go through them doors, that's the test right out there. And right, and, and automatically it can start right out there in traffic. Like pastor said, you got to be the example. Be that example. Set the example. Hallelujah, God. Because it can start right in traffic, getting mad. Then you want to get all upset. They throw up the middle finger. You throw up your middle finger. Come on. Now, we just left the house of God. Now, come on. Okay. Suppose we done been out of the house. It's been three days now. We ain't been to church since Sunday. Here it is. Uh, uh, Wednesday or Tuesday or Thursday, whatever the case may be. And you mean to tell me that still can't hold you from, from that word that you just received? Huh? Bible study on when that can't hold you over. You still got to throw up your middle finger. Somebody, <laughs> my goodness, just because they threw it up at you. Don't mean you got to return the favor. Hallelujah. God, somebody cuss you. You ain't got to cuss back. That's the truth. We always want to clap back and get revenge and all that foolishness. It ain't about that. It's about living holy and staying holy. I'm not in the presence of my pastor all the time. Hallelujah, God. I'm out of their sight. They have no idea what I'm doing once I leave the church. But I know one thing. Hallelujah. God see it. Amen. No matter how dark it is, because the word tells me that it's just like how you seeing me right now. That's how God sees you right in the pure darkness. He sees everything. No matter how dark it is. Hallelujah, God. It's just like light to him. You think God don't see it just like pure day and light. He don't see darkness like that. You know, we can't see in the dark. That's why I say a thief comes in at night and all that because he comes under the cover of darkness. But God sees all. So you can't hide from God no matter what. I think it's, oh man, was that because he says he knows your every uprising. He knows your downsetting. He knows when you lay down. He knows when you get up. Every idle word that comes out of your mouth is accounted for. That's what the word says. Everything what I'm saying now is being recorded. Everything that comes out of your mouth is being accounted for. The word tells us by the words that come out of our mouth, we shall be justified or we shall be condemned. Now, how powerful is that? And we speak words every day. What are you speaking? What's coming out of your mouth? Is it positive things? Is it negative things? The word tells us, I believe it is in the, either in the book of Luke or the book of uh, Matthew. I didn't know I was going to be going that way. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That the words that we speak, you'd be justified or condemned by. It. So therefore, 
We should be saying sweet things. We should be saying things that's not condemning and lying and all of that type of stuff. There's a word that says that, that uh, a sweet and sour can't come out of the same spring. Sweet water and sour water don't come out of the same spring. That's why I said that we can't bless God one second and cussing and using foul language the next. People do that all the time, every day. You should not be doing that. Hallelujah, God. That's why the word of God says either you're hot or you're cold. You know where I'm going because what happens if you look warm? Where my Bible thumpers at? Where my Christians at? What happens if you look warm? What does the word say if you're in the middle? If you're straddling the fence? The word of God tells you in the book of Revelation, either hot for Jesus or you're cold. One of the two. Hallelujah. He says if you're warm, lukewarm, he will spew you out of his mouth. I mean, we as humans don't even, we as people don't even want people that's wishy-washy. Either you're down with me or you're against me, one of the two. Either you roll with me or get rolled over. There you go, Bishop. There it is. He will spew you out of your mouth. That's the word. God don't like lukewarm people. We don't like lukewarm people. Either you're with me or you're against me, man. That's it. I ain't got time for this foolishness. you either with me or against me. That's it. Either you're for Jesus or you're not. You either live in holy or you're not. There's no middle. It's heaven or hell. There's no purgatory. There's nothing in the middle. Nothing in the middle. See the heaven or hell. Make your choice. What does the word do? What did Joshua say? Choose you this day. Whom you gonna serve? Me and my house. We will serve the Lord. Ain't no atheists up in here. Ain't no Muslims up in here. Ain't no Buddhists up in here. In this house. We love the Lord up in here. Hallelujah, God. Choose you this day. Choose today. Who will you serve? John Steen. What's up, brother? How are you? Glad to thank you for tuning in. My Caucasian brother right there. We go way back. Choose this day. Who are you going to serve? Hallelujah. It's not hard. Make a choice. Everything is a decision. If you go live with Jesus or you're not, because judgment day is coming. Because when you close your eyes for the final time, that's it. There you go. Joshua 24, 15. My God, that's it. You know, I've done a couple of funerals. My brother and my dad and also did one for a dear friend of mine that used to go to our church, Brother Warren Henderson. And if I'm doing a funeral, I'm going to go the way God lead me. But right before I close out, I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm always look the person, the person that's in the casket. I'm always pointing to that person. And more than likely, if we outside, because that funeral was outside with our brother Henderson. Other than that, it was inside of a, a church building at the chapel. I'm going to point to that person. And I say every one of us one day is going to be in the same position right here. I don't care if the person is saved or unsaved. The bottom line is the point is every one of us is going to be in this position one day right here laying in the casket. What state of mind will you be at when your eyes close for the very last time? Because all of us are going to be here one day. That's why the word says it's appointed for man to die once. I only know two that didn't die in the Bible that I know of. That's Enoch and Elijah. Then it talks about him some more in the, in the book of Revelations later on. It talks about him. But right now it's appointed for every man to die once. And sooner we're going to be in a casket one day. But when you close your eyes for the final time, 
Is your heart going to be right with Jesus? Are you going to have what I just read, eternal life? Because either it's eternal life or eternal damnation. What it says, yes. It says, if you do not, it says, um, if you believe on him that you shall perish or have everlasting life. It's one of the two. Either you go die or have everlasting life. Yeah, we go die physically, but we go live on with Jesus. That's why the word of God says it's going to be two deaths in the book of Revelation. Your physical death and when death and hell get tossed in the lake of fire. That's some hard, heavy stuff right there, the lake of fire. Hell is not your final resting place if you end up going there. That's just like a holding cell. Like it's the difference between jail and prison. You know, it, 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 hell is the jail. That, that's the jails that you're in. And you're being tormented and miserable there. But God, the word, the word of God says hell and death will be tossed in the lake of fire, which burns forever and cannot be quenched. As I said it before, somebody can dump some gasoline on you right now a little bit and light it on fire. You can get some water and put that out or a fire extinguisher. It can get put out. But but lake of fire, that can't be put out. That that can't nothing to survive it in that. You just whew, you, you can't even imagine what that's like. So, you know, if y'all can't deal with a hundred degree heat when it's hot outside in the summer, people say, I can't deal with this. It's just too hot outside. Okay, what you think the lake of fire is gonna be? My God. Hallelujah, God. Remember what it says about Lazarus and the rich man? And he says, just dip your finger in some water and just let the drop get on my tongue. Just a drop of water. Just a drop fall on my tongue because I'm being tormented by this flame. It's Lazarus. Hallelujah, God. No matter how much money you got with you, rich or poor. My God. And Lazarus was a rich man. He says, just a drop of water on my tongue because I'm being tormented by this flame. My God. And that's what you want to be. When you get to the point where you ain't asking for a whole cup, you ain't even asking for, you just asking for a drop. My God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Bless your name, God. As Moses was lifted up, we got to lift up the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Lift up the name of Jesus and live holy. Amen. Bless your holy name. My God. In my closing, don't be the reason why that somebody don't go to church. Set that example. Set that example. If anything, be the example. Be the reason why somebody wants to go to church. Invite people. If they got their own church they're going to, fine and dandy. Don't try and pull them away from that church. But if they don't have a church, invite. Either they coming or they're not. You ain't got to lose no money. You ain't got to pay nobody to come. None of that. All you can do is invite. Remember, the words that we speak, everything is being accounted for. And I pray that I have more positive words coming out of my mouth in Jesus and holy words than I got negative. And different things. Yes, we get upset and yes, we say things and, and arguing and fussing sometimes with our spouse and all that. That's natural. But sooner or later, amen. You get you got somebody got to start praying again. You got to get back in and, and get back in the will of God. Can't stay mad for 24 hours. It don't rain 24 hours every day, all day, seven days a week. That rain will stop eventually. And the sun's gonna come out. I say you can't be mad all the time, 24 hours. That ain't gonna happen. Sooner or later, you got to stop that foolishness. It's going to be a brand new day. That's why the word says don't go to bed in your anger. Don't let the sun go down in your wrath. Hallelujah, God.
But I pray that everybody got something out of this. I want to thank God for each and every one tuning in on tonight. Amen. I pray that we continue to live holy. Let God order your steps and use you. I thank God for each and every one of you that was on the line tonight. I thank God for the mighty bishop tuning all the way in from Washington, D.C., Bishop Kills. God bless you, mighty woman of God. Amen. You see my cousin, tell her I said hello and I love her. Amen. Thank you, classmate. Thank you for tuning in, Miss Leah Chapman Millhouse. Amen. God bless you, sister. Amen. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah, God. Thank you. Thank you, man. Let God use you as well, sister. Let him order your steps. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. Willie, John, all of you that tuned in, my uh, classmate, Eric Williams. Amen. God bless each and every last one of you. Let's go into a word of prayer. Let's pray. And then we can go ahead and, and get ready to dismiss. Amen. Let us pray. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you, Heavenly Father, Lord. God, we give you the glory for this Bible study on tonight, God. Father God, I'm praying, Lord, that you would order the steps of each and every one that was on the line tonight. Praying, Heavenly Father, that anybody who tunes in on tomorrow or Friday or whenever they just be scrolling through social media, I pray, Heavenly Father, that they hit the play button, Heavenly Father, and listen to this word. I pray, Lord, that it's life-changing, God, in the mighty name of Jesus, God. Praying, Heavenly Father, Lord, because you get the glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Bless your holy name, God. Father God, I pray, Lord, that you just bless each and every household of those that were on the line on tonight, God. Lord, continue to use them and bless them and strengthen them, God. Forgive us of our sins in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, because we fall short every day. In Jesus' holy name, God, don't hold it against us, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Hallelujah, God, because the word says that your anger only lasts for a moment in the mighty name of Jesus, God. Lord, we bless your holy name. We thank you. We love you. In Jesus' holy name, we pray. Amen. Amen. If you want to donate to our church, Please do so if so uh, at dollar sign RCOM, R-C-O-M. That's Restoration Community Outreach Ministries. Hey, man, I hear you, clown. Not bad for a cowboy. Boy, I tell you, what are these Steeler fans? Uh, uh, dollar sign R-C-O-M, Restoration Community Outreach Ministries. Dollar sign RCOM 1999. Dollar sign RCOM 1999. If not, please keep us in prayer. We're at 2208 East Boundary Road. That is in Columbia off Percival Road. Amen. Um, just get with me if you want to come now and we can talk about it. That's where we at. Amen. If you're up in Newberry, I think I finally got the address. I think it's 2615 Johnstone Street. I don't know nothing about Newberry, but that's where they at up there at Faith Deliverance under the leadership of the mighty Bishop Robinson, the pastor up there. Amen. Hallelujah, God. And uh, two awesome ministers up there, the Colemans. Amen. Minister uh, T. Coleman and Minister S. Coleman, Shannon and Toronto. Amen. A mighty man and woman of God, a married couple. Amen. Awesome, awesome, awesome. When they teach and preach. Amen. Bless your holy name. And of course, down here, we are under the leadership of Pastor Tonetta Robinson. She is the pastor. Amen. The senior pastor and the mighty minister, our favorite minister, Joshua, who can play the keyboards like nobody's business. Amen. On the organ. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Thank God for him and his wife, Deaconess um, Robinson. Amen. God bless you. I am Elder Dakota Radner. I am the assistant pastor. Amen. Once again, under the leadership of Bishop uh, Pastor Tonetta Robson. I'm promoting you, Pastor. You see that? Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. God bless each and every one of you. Have a good night. If you need me, just hit me on Facebook, uh, message me or whatever the case may be. Amen. And we can talk and we can tell God all about it. I love you, but God loves you more. God bless.